0: All right, welcome back, I guess, to the Boys of One Sixty First Street. This is episode one hundred thirty eight. The Yankees are absolutely free falling right now. Uh get swept by the Red Sox, and now they lose game one to the Angels in the start of a four game set. We're now six and a half games back of the second wild card spot, which is great. That's good news. I mean We'll talk about the panic meters in a second, but I just want to get right into it and just talk a little bit or have Boone talk a little bit about his little comments and what he thinks about this team, and we can give our reactions to that. It's
1: on the line. Uh, now, if they don't respond to that, what kind of options do you have? How do you, how do you make them turn it around?
2: We, I mean, we got to go do it. I mean, I can we can throw out all the sayings and, and – Talk is cheap, Brian. We got to go. We got to go do it. And as, as disappointing and as frustrating as as we are to not grab this first one, because especially coming off the weekend we had, you know, we got to go play tomorrow and, and try and dig ourselves out of this. Aaron?
0: So he also said he has he said talk is cheap a bunch of times. I watched the the presser and he also said there was no issue with the compete drive in the locker room. There was asked about that. And he just said, again, we have to find a way to turn this thing around, which is one of the main boonisms that we've been talking about. And he's been saying, and it's fucking pissing me off. And I don't want to hear him say anything like that. I get, and I, I like that he said talk is cheap, which is kind of what we've been saying for the longest time. But, you know, talk is cheap, and it, it, we're not going to just turn it around magically anymore. We need to make some moves. And I think right now, right, I've never been one to be like, just fucking clean house fire everybody. But I think I'm at that point now, like Boone has to be fired. It's it's pretty obvious that he's not going to get picked up at the end of the year. And I was going to just, I was a big proponent in the people that just say, Hey, you know, he, we won't just pick him up at the end of the year, but I think something has to be fucking done right now. This team is just literally free falling. We're six and a half games out of the second wild card. If you look back to last year, we wouldn't have even made the playoffs anyway, but everybody fucking made the playoffs last year because it was expanded playoff rosters and all that shit. So if you look at it well, last year, we actually didn't make the playoffs, and now we are about to not make the playoffs again. So you can't just say like, oh, we figured it out last year because we didn't. They just changed the rules in our favor, and it's just it's back to normal playoff rules this year. So I just... It's, we're not going to just turn it around. I have no faith this team is just going to turn it around. Like It's not going to happen. This this team that we're playing right now, the Angels, is a team that hasn't been able to figure it out for fucking ever. They have one player who's really fucking good. That's Mike Trout, who's not even playing. Otani's also really fucking good. But he's, again, he's one player. This team sucks. Their starting pitcher gets heat stroke and throws up on the mound, but still manages. Did he pick up the W? Probably. I don't know how long he fucking if he went. he
3: had enough innings, he would have. I mean... <laughs> They, they got their starting pitcher threw up on the mound, left the game in what, the second or third inning, and they still got held to three runs. They, they let the Angels bullpen go six innings and give up one run on a solo home run.
0: Which is something that should be our strength. We got into the game. It was a close game. I think it was tied at that point, or they're up one, and you pass it to the bullpen, which has been your strength all year and is probably the only thing that fucking works for this team, and they still manage a way to fuck it up. Because of defense, because that DJ, who is one of our only good defenders along with Judge and a few others, a few, there's not a lot, and we fucking managed our our best defender fucking throws. I don't even know what that was. He airmails it right over Gary's head. Can't put blame on Gary for that because that ball was sailed. He had time, too. I don't know why he rushed it. And then, I mean, it's just a whole big mess of things. Nobody can make a throw. Everything that can go wrong or will go wrong, or is going wrong. I don't know what the fuck this saying is, but things are not good right now in Yankee land. I just came back from Florida. I'm happy. I had a great time. Got this nice Marlins hat. I'm going to be wearing that for a little bit in the time now, although they suck too, but I don't know. I got to see Starlin Marte firsthand. He's a stud. I want him on the Yankees, and I think he will be very soon. If we even become buyers, I don't even know if that's the case anymore. I think we're going to be, like I said before, because we don't have a fucking choice. If they become sellers, then... I mean, everybody gives up on this team, and fans included. You got Bob Clapish clapping back at fucking Prince Hal over here. He's saying, "What was this tweet that he said?" Let me pull that up. Uh, so it wasn't a tweet; it was an article. Yeah, I don't
3: know. Basically, just saying, you know, fucking He's, somebody needs to be held accountable.
0: Yeah, he said the Yankees oh, are at a low point after getting swept in Fenway. Time for somebody to answer for the unraveling. That someone should be Hal Steinberg. who hasn't. I don't even know. I don't even know what he sounds like. I haven't heard House Steinberg speak a fucking word for his any, any time he's been fucking owner. And, I mean, just... he's For him to be speaking on this, he just needs to fucking fire somebody. Whether that's himself, whether that's Cashman, whether that's fucking anybody. It's just, it's time to fucking change something. I don't care who it is. We've said this before about... You said specifically. I don't care if it's the ball boy. I don't care if it's the guy who gets the fucking water for the team. Somebody needs to fucking be fired, and nobody's been fired yet at all. Even irrelevant people like, like you said, or Marcus Tims, whatever the fuck Tims nobody's even
3: been benched. Nobody's even been benched. That's what I don't get. Like, how do you not switch up anything? Like, if you don't want to fire anybody, that's fine. You don't want to mess up with the mojo of the team, even though there's is negative mojo. that. Even though that's what I'm saying. Even though there's negative fucking mojo. Like what what you can't switch up the order? You can't do anything? There's nothing you can do other than just run the same team out day after day, week after week, year after fucking year. This is the same team we've had for a while now. Like change something. It clearly doesn't fucking work. We've seen it since 20, I don't know, 18 with Boone, this same exact shit. We were better when we were the next man up team.
0: We I were. Mean, And we had lower expectations. Like I've said before, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but this is the worst team I've ever seen with $200 million payroll. And it's not – that's the thing. With other teams, like 2017, you know, we didn't have many expectations. They ended up being a good Cinderella story. But, like, other teams just that you don't have expectations going into this. I would be more upset, and I am more upset now because we were supposed to do so much this year – and we're underperforming to that point, then if we just fucking flat-out sucked, because I still have the hope, and they're kind of reeling me back in every time we sporadically go out and we we play well against whoever the fuck... Who did we just play well against? The A's. We play well against the A's. We have a good show against the A's, and then we go into an important... Season's on the line, says Aaron Boone. Season's been on the fucking line. But season's on the line this time, we got a show out, and apparently there's no issue with the compete in the drive in the locker room. And they just fucking do this, and it's just that's
3: total bullshit. That there's no that the compete and drive is fine. If the compete and drive is fine, you don't come out like that after getting swept by the Red Sox after losing every game you've played against the Red Sox. Were they zero seven this year against the Red Sox so far? Zero 6 six, zero and six, zero and seven, whatever it is. And I, you know, people look back at the 0-9 team and they're like, well, they lost the first nine games and they came out. Nobody fucking cares. That was a World Series championship team. I mean, that was. You had A. Rod and Jeter and Matt Matsui and Mariana Rivera and Eddie Pettit and Prime Sabathia. You don't have that on this team. I'm sorry, you fucking don't. Change something. Do something. That's inexcusable. Like that's that's not just a funk or like a weird little mid-season snafu. Like you can't get over the hump against one team. This is we're playing bat- We didn't play the Royals well. After after the A's that were lucky, lucky to have two wins in that series. It's fucking
0: garbage. One tweet that I did find interesting and it's something that's obvious that people and I have noticed when I've been watching the Yankees, and it's just so the way this team has been our lack of offensive production. And the Yankees were at this point when he tweeted this, we're down five nothing. They're four and twenty four when the opponent scores five or more in any game not early in the game or anything. It's like they're just four and 24 when anybody scores five runs on you. That is an, like, that's your, this is your all offensive juggernaut of a team. Can't ever, they win four at a fucking 28 if the other team just puts up five runs or more. So basically we're fucking dead from the get-go if you let up whatever in the first inning. And we've been letting up runs in the first inning, so... Basically, just turn your fucking TV off after the first inning. It happened again tonight. Mike King's been having his issues in the first inning, along with everybody else on the fucking team, including Garrett Cole, and it's just fucking ridiculous. It's ridiculous.
3: Yeah, apparently Mike King's fucking James Paxton 2.0 now. He can't. Every first inning is guaranteed two or three runs, and then with, with this soft ass, just, I don't even fucking know, man. Two or three runs feels like a million. It does. Like, it's a miracle when, they come back from down 2-0 or
0: 3-0. And you know what makes it even harder to come back from fucking 5-0, 3-0, anything like that? Not to beat a dead horse, but these are some other bad stats the Yankees have had this year. 66% of homers are solo. That's second worst in the baseball with only the Orioles being worse by a little bit, not by a lot. And the percentage of homers with runners on also second worst behind the Orioles. I mean, that's just one and the same, but the inverse of that would be 34% of home runs are with runners on base versus fucking that's just awful I mean, dude, that's, and that makes sense miracle. because they don't fucking get, get hits so it's obvious why they're not going to get running home runs with runners on it's just fucking ridiculous It's just you can't string anything along and their slugging is something they're supposed to be good at and they can't even fucking do that right they're not getting any hits and it's just it's june 28th june's almost over we're heading into july in another fucking big Couple games in the AL because this is the a- who knows the Angels might be a team that we have to face off against for a wild card spot if they ended up playing well. I know they're not playing great either, but you know that's part that's around where we're gonna be at. And the teams that this is the exact type of team that we need to be winning games against because we need to just head to head knock them down a little bit. I know head to head doesn't matter there, but it's just give them losses. Red Sox, give them losses. We're that de- we were. Two seconds ago, we were back in it. Our episode, I think last Tuesday, was like, oh, World Series back on. And we talked about it with the preview with, with B.J. Cunningham, the Action Network guy. And we talked about that with him. And he was like, oh, this guy's not falling anymore. And then here we are a couple days later, a week later, and this guy's falling again. It's just because this team can look so – not even so good. I was going to say they can look so good, but they can just look so bad. And it's overnight. It's like I was in Florida – yesterday and the week before, and it's like the fucking weather there. It can start raining like this, and it's just like all of a sudden you're on the beach and there's a absolute storm coming in. I was playing spike ball with me and my buddies. Got a couple points left, and the fucking lifeguard's like, everybody get in. There's about to be a storm. We're like, we got five more points. He's like, all right, whatever, and then the fucking storm came in and just knocked us off the beach. We had to sprint. That's basically like the Yankees right now. The Yankees can look good one second, Sunny skies, and all of a sudden a fucking tsunami comes in of just pain and misery, and that's what the Yankees are.
3: It's like it, the tsunami is inevitable. It, I have zero faith that this team can keep any hot streak going. <clears throat> any time that something good happens, it's like immediately just waiting. And even though the end of every hot streak, it seems like, like when we were winning games earlier in the year, you know, that was kind of when Chapman started getting shaky. You're like, okay. Boys are on a hot streak. Chapman's kind of been shaky. And then it starts creeping through. And it starts creeping through. And then he'll blow a save. And they're like, oh, fuck. Well, that's just an anomaly because we've won like six of seven. And then the next day, fucking Loise gives up more runs he's given in the whole season and three pitches. And they're like, well, fuck. And then, then the tires just come off of everything. They just come off of everything. And then you're fucked for a week. And then they'll do something. They'll play just league average baseball for a week and we'll we just buy back into it it's just i have zero faith in this team it's a miracle we're above 500 we this team like every stat we read off like week in and week out even when we're on a quote-unquote hot streak every stat you read off is in the bottom third of the league which is there with the teams that are five six games under 500 that's where this team realistically should be right now the only reason that we're not is because of that like seven game stretch with the starters where nobody could give up a run. That is the only reason this team's above 500. You take that out of the equation, we're three or four games below and probably should be farther than that.
0: And listen, I, I know we were just kind of been screaming for a little bit right there. And the only thing, the only thing that's keeping me in this, and I think that's kind of a negative, honestly, because this is my, like, I, it's the same with, you know, I'm an Eagles fan, don't ask me why, but the NFC East is the fucking worst. And that's why I, I always want to write the season off, just write it off completely because they fucking lose every game. But the NFC East is so bad that I, my heart is still in it because there's a chance to make the playoffs because you win the division all the way up until Week 17, even if you're fucking winning only five games in an entire year. You know what I mean? So that's what it is with the Yankees because the Yankees – are better than that, and the Yankees should be better than that, and they keep me in it, just my heart's still in it, and I know that things can be turned around. Like, you look at a team like the Nationals when they won it in 2019, and they're starting to kind of do that again, where they're playing awful and they start playing better baseball. I think they're like 8-2 and or 9-1 and in their last 10. And actually, the the one that they lost was the one that I bet on when I went to the Marlins game. Shit ballpark, by the way. (laughs) But, like, when they won the World Series in 2019... They weren't the team that won, you know, the typical prototypical team that wins 100-plus games and just fucking coasts all year and then just wins. It's the team that gets the hottest, has the best five, six, seven pitchers at that time, and then you get hot at the right time, and then you can take on anybody, and it doesn't matter. Anybody can win, and I that's the only thing that keeps me in it right now is that all it does take is just getting hot at the right time. And Well,
3: if, we can't say hot for a month.
0: To I win know. a
3: World Series, you have to be hot for an entire month. That. We can't do that. The like I've seen zero, zero, zero indication. I haven't seen an indication of that in two, three years.
0: But the only reason why I have that faith is because if the nationals, a team that didn't quite have the talent that we have on paper, obviously this has been the conversation all year. We have on paper talent that can't fucking put it out there on the field and turn that into real wins. And I'm saying if by some miracle, We are allowed to we are able to turn this thing around this team. That's why we're so pissed off because this team is so good on paper that if they do turn some shit around, they can be that team that can snap off a wild run and then go and win a fucking World Series. Because, I mean, even look at the teams that we've had. We've won 100 plus in different years and we haven't fucking won it. So maybe this is the year. Maybe we have to just be bad all year and then be that Cinderella coming in. That was the closest we came in 2017. It took a fucking cheating Astros scene to knock us off. Like, maybe that's what we need. We need to be the bad team and the wild card and just get in there, and we're notoriously good in wild cards. Maybe that's what we need. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. Like, that's what's keeping me in it because it is all, all you need to do. It's six and a half games back for the last wild card spot. You look at the AL East when we were in, you know, eight games back, whatever the fuck it was. And in two weeks or one week after that, we were back within four. And, like, things can change so quick, and things will change very quick because this team is so hot and not, which is a good segue, Luke, to get into hot and not in a second. Not that many players on the hot side, but a couple players on the not. But, like, that's what's keeping me in this. So I wanted to ask you a question as to where your panic meter was at because we have been just updating this every so often because it's just – I don't know. Well, what's your panic meter at right now? Eleven. Out of 10. Yeah. So you're completely writing off the season?
3: Unless they change something. Yeah. I mean, I don't care if they, there's a hot streak here or there. If, unless there's something major that changes, I don't care what it is. I really don't. <clears throat> I don't think that firing Boone necessarily makes the team better, but it, at least it's a wake up call. I mean, Something has to change. If nothing changes, th- yeah, you fucking kiss October goodbye. Because then you're just gonna have this meddling ass bullshit team that doesn't care and just comes out there and sleepwalks through every game. That'll get hot once in a while and show up when they feel like it. When everything, when it's the perfect storm, they'll play well for a week. And you're gonna, I mean, it'll- they'll be exactly where they are right now. They'll finish the season with like eighty five, eighty six wins, and we'll we'll get out of here.
0: Yeah, I mean, my panic meter is damn close to a 10. I, you know, your 11 is completely right to fucking season off. Don't even watch anymore. And it's not fun to watch. Like, this is a shitty team. I'm not having a fun time watching this fucking team play. Even
3: the wins aren't pretty. Like, though, even the wins are like, we come back from a miracle 3-0. There's magnificent run of scratching across four runs, two on pass balls, one on a bases loaded walk. And then one solo home run. Like it's a horrible brand of baseball to watch. I'm not saying don't watch it. I'm not saying right off the season. I'm just, I logically speaking, taking off my fan cap for a second. I just don't, I don't see how anybody unobjectively can look at this team and tell me that that's a playoff roster. I don't even think we're good on paper anymore it's t- it's getting to the point where you know you said we have this team on paper that looks good. It's getting to the point where you have to look at the paper and wonder if that's even bad
0: <sighs>
3: I mean who do you feel comfortable on this team when they step in the box with an important situation up really and truly who
0: judge really I mean yeah, he's been great this year. I don't know what you're talking about. Like for example, in that Red Sox game where it came down to it, where Judge had the opportunity to to go ahead and do it in the bu- in the bottom of the the top of the ninth, I I did have confidence in him. That's when you bring back the Luke test and you like I I have that feel test for can I see this guy getting a big hit in this spot? Aaron Judge was up. I think the situation was what first and second. If he had a home run there, he would have tied it.
3: Something like that. I don't know. The only person I, right I had confidence
0: that-, that he would get a hit there. There's but
3: no, I mean, I, I mean that's unrealistic to expect every time. I'm just saying, like the Luke test. There's, I mean, DJ right now, I feel confident in him getting a timely hit. But Geo, may maybe, but there's nobody on this team that's a slam dunk like Tatis or Soto or Mookie Betts, where. Every time they're up to bat, it's must-see TV. We're like, holy shit. The only people you have are Judge and Stanton, and that's because one out of every 50 at-bats will hit one 500 feet. Like
0: No, and you mentioned the the must-see TV and the fact that this team has been so boring to watch. The, the, one of the main things that brought me to the fucking TV today was to see Shohei Otani play, and he showed out. He had a couple of strikeouts, whatever, but he comes out of the gates and he fucking does the damn thing in its home run, albeit it it was off Mike King, but like, he's been fucking unbelievable to watch. I can't wait to watch him pitch too, and that's what's going to keep me in that game watching because if he fucking twirls it, that's fun to watch. I don't want him to twirl it against us. I would like us to win, but at least if we do lose, we're not losing against the Tigers. We're losing to Shohei Otani, this unicorn of a human being that's playing out of this world and could win an MVP this year, him or Vlad, so far. So it's just, that's what's keeping me in this Series, next series, I plan on going to the game. I think hopefully it still lines up to be Cole DeGrom. If it is, DeGrom's going to give a no-hit. He's just going to fucking no-hit us into the ground. Cole hopefully turns it back around by that point. So I almost don't want to go to that game, but I think I'm going to strictly because it's a holiday weekend. So
3: I would go more for DeGrom just... than watching the Yankees.
0: Another thing, like, I think we're almost looking at other teams to see like what do they have. To put up against us, like what other teams are we going to play upcoming?
3: I don't even know. I mean, the th- the perfect thing is if you look at the attendance since the stadium's been reopened, it's been hovering in like the low twenty thousands. Yeah, today so it was like even... twenty
0: five thousand.
3: Exactly, and I don't think what's the stadium
0: hold? Forty, 50?
3: fifty, something. Let's just say. And I know I said something about it. People are like, "Well, people aren't comfortable with COVID stuff like that." like that's not
0: it look at look look around look at the other teams dodger stadium is fucking packed
3: not even that but like you're gonna tell me that in a good year there's not fifty thousand fans between two teams across the entire country that want to show up if the team's good people are going to travel like when 2017 2019 those years i was flying in from florida to go watch the games you know like you don't nobody's doing... I mean, I would still do that now just because I enjoy it, but the casual baseball fan isn't going to fly halfway across the country to watch that shit product you put on the field. It's not like tickets are cheap.
0: Yeah, they should bump know. the ticket prices fucking down. Maybe I'll go to more. They they used to have the ballpark pass, which is like a monthly standing room thing that I used to do, which you can get for like 80 bucks. You get all the home games standing room, and then you just sneak into wherever the fuck you want to after that, but I used to do that. I think they took that away because of COVID. Hopefully that comes back. Maybe that'll get people in the ballpark. I mean, I, I just don't know at this point.
3: I don't. I really don't. There's nothing. I don't think anything gets people back in now unless it, it would take a big trade. It would take a three-plus three, three week-long winning spell, I guess. Not street, because that's unrealistic, but
0: it yeah, would take they, three- like fall into an accident. <laughs> that that's almost what it is.
3: Like the fucking money ball A's who won whatever however many in a row, like 21 in a row or whatever it was. That's that's how you're gonna get people back in the stands because the fucking product on the field right now is liquid dog shit.
0: Alright, let's get into hot or not. So starting off for the hots. And only guy on the HOTS is Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt comes back and hits six, not six. He has six games 144 WRC, plus, 280 batting average, 908 OPS, and two home runs.
3: Ooh, excuse me. Yeah, no, I buy that.
0: And that is it for the HOTS. <laughs> what this an electric team, segment that was. You know, usually with the hotter knots, if you're tuning in for the first time, this is just supposed to be a lightning round of players. Who's hot, who's not, read off the stats, buy or sell on that. Usually I do about three or four, but, and and there are some, I guess, that could fit into this segment. You know, Judd has been playing well. dj has been playing a little bit better. But, like, those are, we've talked about them before. They should be playing like that. I wanted to mention Voigt coming back. I'm very excited that he's back, and I like that he's bopping because that is, dude, if you take Voigt out of this lineup, then where are we at? Then do it. What's worse than getting swept? Because that's that's what we would have without Void. And it's just it's good to have him back the production out of the first base position this year, albeit it was Jay Bruce, Mike Ford, and whoever the fuck else playing first base, the occasional DJ. People were Causing a ruckus outside, so I had to mute myself. I thought you were gonna take over on the reins, but you didn't. But you know, I was just saying
3: you just you were just shaking your head. I didn't know what the fuck to I thought you the whole thing cut out. That's on my Yeah,
0: some people just fucking cause a ruckus outside my apartment. It's just I
3: don't think No respect.
0: People have no respect for the podcast life. It would have kept it more
3: authentic if you just let it go in the background. Plus that would have been a nice little microcosm of this whole season. Just causing a ruckus in my life every day. Also, I was yawning that entire time and I was zoned out, so I apologize.
0: It's okay. I just, he's the only good person on this team, and I think he's going to continue that. And there are other few good people, but let's get into the bad people. There's some knots that I wanted to talk about.
3: Yeah, about like 25 of them.
0: <sighs> so, leading off for the knots is a pretty obvious one. Gleyber Torres, four for his last 50. 265 OPS that is on base plus slugging. Looks like a bat like a, a batting average that he should have around there. Negative 15 WRC plus in the last two weeks. He has 62 homers in his first two seasons. Since last year, he has had six.
3: I, no, I can't. No, I refuse to believe that that's like true. I, I could be wrong, but I refuse to believe it. Not that bad.
0: Garrett Cole's last three starts: twenty innings pitched, six point three five FIP, four oh five ERA, and seven point two K per nine. That's when the sticky stuff was taken away. So.
3: A lot of that's inflated because of the last start where he gave up six. But I I don't think he's... No, I don't buy that. Not that bad.
0: Glaber, that those stats are fucking bad. And those are the stats. When you watch him play, he looks fucking lost. People have DM'd this. I forget who it was, but... Sent us DMs saying that I think he's going through relationship problems, and people are just like making making shit up as to why this could be potentially be. There's no way he should play this bad. He's such a good player. So we think. And remember when I think of Gleyber Torres, I look back to the 2019 playoffs when he was just fucking tearing the cover off the ball. That game, I remember exactly where I was watching him against the Astros, and I think it was Game One where we won the, the one that we did win. And he yeah,
2: had two home runs.
0: He had two home runs, and he was fucking tearing it up. And every game that's that entire playoffs, it felt like he was just always going to hit the ball. And just that Cleber Torres has not been something we've seen for the last two years. Last year was a shortened season. I get that. But six home runs in the last two years. How many games is that? What do we have right now? Uh, 60-something. Okay, so seven. 50 plus 60. That's 110 right there. 120. That's almost a full season's worth considering... Oh, shit, he has 78 this year. Okay, so that's about a full season's worth of stats, considering how he probably won't play a full season because everybody on this team gets injured. So he's got a full season's worth of stats, and he has six home runs. That's coming back off of the 62 in his first two. That's insane. That is insane. He had 38 in
3: 2019. Now he has six in the last
0: 138. I mean, some of it is from the juice balls, some of it is from, I don't know, maybe they have more of a scouting report on him now, but and and it's not even like I want him to be this home run hitter, I don't, but when it's this bad, when it's this big of a difference, like if he's gonna be a a contact hitter, like Nick Madrigal or someone like that, and not hit home runs, that's fine, but hit for contact, don't go 4 for 50 and have a negative 15 (laughs) WRC Plus.
3: striking out like 38% of the time, or almost 40 last I saw in that stretch, too.
0: I'm going to look it up right now. It's got to be fucking high. It doesn't matter. It's definitely fucking high. It's just ridiculous. I don't want him to press for home runs, but it's looking like he's just fucking lost. Like, absolutely lost.
3: He's got, right now, it looks like every at-bat he's seeing, he's got the mindset, I'm going to see three pitches and you know, what whatever fucking happens, happens. I'm either gonna strike out or make weak contact when they hit my bat and pop out to the first baseman or whatever it may be, but fuck man, he looks horrible.
0: Dude, he's this- literally out before the fucking at bat. He just looks lifeless. I don't know if that is him going through relationship problems. I'm not gonna assume things with that. with that. So but- somebody who DM'd us that said he was going through relationship problems it's like, does he have a wife? He's like, he's got a girlfriend and I guess he they're wife. I Maybe not anymore, according to this guy. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, dude, it's just. So you do what you you sold that. So you have confidence right. that he's going to come back.
3: I, I just, you can't be that bad at be in the major leagues. So I don't think he, I'm selling that he's that bad. I don't, I don't know there. I mean, the table's still, out, or what? The jury is still out as to whether or not he is, you know, a real superstar or not. But I just there's no earth there's no way on the planet that he's this fucking bad. I mean, this is like Chris Davis-esque.
0: I was or gonna say I was gonna say something along those lines. I don't know if that I was gonna tweet that. I don't know if that was too much of a cap or not. But I mean, when you look at the numbers recently if he if he keeps this up, we're talking something along the lines of Chris Davis esque I, I hope it doesn't get to that point, but
3: At least we don't have $156 million sunk into him. I guess that's a plus.
0: But to the people that are commenting and saying, you know, send him down, get rid of him, we lost the Cubs trade, that is a little bit too early for that kind of stuff. This is a good player. Don't worry too much about the home runs. It is a little bit glaring that they are that different, like we said before, but don't worry too much about that. I do hope that he comes back and he... Turns this around, obviously. I do think he can. I mean, I think it's going to take a lot, though. It is difficult, especially for a young player like him, to get this thing turned around, considering how down in the dumps he is. It's just, he looks just genuinely sad, along with other people on the team, too. But when he got, when he struck out today for the billionth time, he just got back to the bench, the camera pointed to him. He just didn't look happy, which, obvious, I'm not happy either watching him, but he just. You can't just turn around on that. You got Something's got to change. I don't know what he can do to mentally get out of this spot. I, I don't think this is going to change anytime soon because of how... Was
3: that him who was like slouched over the dugout? Yeah. I saw that picture. I didn't know if that was him or not. I couldn't tell.
0: Dude, he just looks genuinely defeated. Just defeated. defeated. A lot of people on this team are defeated, but he's 22 years old, whatever is, the fuck he is. I think he's... No, he's not 22. He's, he's, 24, he's 24 now. But holy shit. It's just I don't think I can write him off as this prospect that didn't work out because he's a great player. But most man, guys already, it may Chris not Chris
3: Bryant wasn't even called up at this age yet. So
0: No, I'm not worried about the long term Glaber Torres. I'm talking this year, Glaber Torres, it's not gonna happen overnight, this this flip of the switch. No. It, it's it's it might be like if I were projecting people for the next month to help us out. Who's going to turn it around next month? He's not my pick. It's going to take longer than a month for him to get out of this lull because he's just, you know, we talk about Clint all the time as being this mental case and guy who can just, like, when he gets hot, he can run with it. Maybe that's not the case anymore. Like, he's been absolute garbage. But, like, he was somebody who can build off that confidence because he's a young player like that. Glaber is sort of the same way as, like, I just don't feel like it's going to be anytime soon. Maybe if we become a playoff team, he can do that. Cinderella thing again, to be an unhit. Like maybe that's what he needs. He needs like a change of scenery, being like the playoffs, not change of scenery, leaving the Yankees, like it being a bigger stage, and you know the team starts doing well. I here's what I think. I know I'm kind of rambling a little bit. I'm just trying to figure out Gleyber Torres' relationship problems, but I think that he needs the Yankees to start doing well first, and then that would lift him up a little bit just by being with the team, playing well. Like, he won't make the Yankees do better. He will follow suit after the fact. You know what I mean? He won't be the guy who spearheads the the turnaround. He can't be the the way he is. That's
3: part of the reason why my panic meter is so high, because there is nobody on this team that I feel like is going to spearhead the charge. There is zero leadership on this team. Everyone's a follower. There's We have zero leaders. If you don't have a lead like, even Judge, it's like, you know, he... People call for him to be the captain. He is, I guess, the de facto leader, but
0: he's not. I don't know, man. They're just he's not going, exciting. They don't. Wouldn't when, the, no. when the like you said when the leader is Aaron Judge, and he doesn't even like do anything that make he plays well on he the doesn't field. Even show emotion. He doesn't show emotion. Like you need people like that. I went to the Marlins game, like I said, and to lead the game off or close to it, Jazz Chisholm. Lots of swag, exciting awesome. player. He's awesome. I love him. He's on my fantasy team. He hits a fucking triple, and he slides into third base, and he's fu- fucking juiced up, screaming. It's the first inning. It's not, it wasn't even a huge, enormous play to, like, win the game or anything like that. He just hit a triple, whatever. He's fast as fuck. He goes around. Random triple. Nobody even scored. It wasn't an RBI. He just got to third base, and he is juiced up, freaking the fuck out. And also, keep in mind, he's on the Marlins. Not a good team either. He just juiced up the team, and then they went on to win that game. It's just yeah, like because
3: he enjoys baseball. Nobody on the, I like you cannot convince me that anybody on the Yankees likes baseball right now. Like if that same scenario happened, and I'm going to use Judge because he is our. I'm just burped. Excuse me. I don't know if that made the mic or not. But um, <laughs> uh, But I'll use Judge as an example because he is the face of the team. Regardless of what you want to say, that's he is our version of our superstar. If that same thing happens, he hits a ball in the gap or down the line, whatever it is, where you see a guy like Jazz Chisholm going for three, Aaron Judge is walking out of the box to second. There is no triple mentality there. The whole thing is, okay, I've hit this ball where I can comfortably walk into second, and then it's just like one little clap, and we're good it doesn't matter the situation it doesn't matter if the game's on the line or if you need a big hit a big triple some kind of momentum shifter everybody on this team is content with pulling up at second cuz they don't want to they don't want to put in that that much effort you kidding me i don't know it's it's just a whole the mentality of this team compared to Fun, exciting teams or good teams—they like I said, they don't even have to be good. Just the exciting ones, the exciting players is night and day. We don't have anybody on our team like that. Not a single fucking soul. No, it's ridiculous. And, and honestly,
0: if I told you that Gary Sanchez would be in the last month, I think his WRC plus is like one seventy-five or one eighty-five, something crazy like that. Which obviously we've been talking about this for a while. Gary's been great. But if I told you in April when the season started that Gary Sanchez in June, would be the best hitter on the team. He'd be hitting for 184 WRC+. plus. He'd have like a 290 batting average that month. He'd be killing it on all cylinders. He isn't making that many defensive mistakes and stuff like that. What would you think the team would be at right now in the ALEs? How many games up would they be?
3: Uh, I mean, they would have the best record in the American League if you told me that in February.
0: Exactly, and he is doing that, and all of those things, and this team is six and a half out of the second wild card spot. So
3: almost back to five hundred now.
0: Just crazy. Just li- we're li- we're literally living in a simulation. They're- the world is testing us and our faith in this team and our faith as a podcast to keep this shit going. Because I- I'm going to be honest, it's getting tough, and you can tell that because there's two of us on the show. There's usually four. Obviously, things happen. Damon's sick. Murph's working, but. It's, it's, it's feeling like a job right now, and I need this team to turn it around to have some fun again. I haven't had fun when I, I have fun. I have fun talking to you guys, but I haven't had a blast while recording in a pretty fucking long time. And well, it, no, it's,
3: every single episode, we don't have anything new to talk about. Every single episode is, I mean, how bad did the Yankees fuck up this week? And It's like, well, I don't want to turn out the same thing every week, but at we're getting the same fucking result every week. There's not even a li- Like I said, there's not even a lineup change to talk about. The most exciting thing was that Gary moved into the three hole.
0: And that, and then, and that the pitcher today threw up on the mound. That was funny. <laughs> yeah,
3: it was. I love all the people saying that. That's them watching. I mean, it's the most teed up easy joke of yeah. all time, but it's still funny to me. Love the classics, Luke. <sighs>
0: Do you want to get into um, wanna get into some voicemails? Sure. So Stephen G called back. So this <laughs> is our our ritual for every episode of G call in. Stephen G also, actually it was just Steve this time. G wasn't there. They had a Red Sox fan friend also call in, too. Just a message to Steve and G. We love you guys calling in, but four minutes on the voicemail, were just I listened to it just don't have the time to play a four-minute voicemail. So when you call back, cut it down to about a minute. Get get. We love you guys. Maybe we could just talk on the side. But in terms of putting it on the show, keep it under a minute, and, and we'll keep it moving. But we will play the first minute of your phone call, Steve. One, six,
2: one, boys. We got Steve here. Luke and Taylor, how are we doing? No D, no Ron. But we do have a special guest. He is a Red Sox fan, and one of my BFF, best friend, man, see me here. All right, now we gotta address something right now. Why the fuck can we not beat the Red Sox? There's gotta be something. Five straight fucking losses. I'm getting fucking pissed off right now. All right. It's a little bit late on a early Sunday morning, but it's all right. But look at the Yankees. We got little little under hundred games to fucking to play. We're good. We're good. Fuck the Red Sox, all right? We got to start winning some fucking ball games right now because we're running out of time. We got fucking Aaron from Bo- We're running out of fucking time. We're
0: running. All right, I'm going to play that much. There was a lot more to that. They passed the phone to the Red Sox <laughs> fan friend. Appreciate him calling in. And I, I, like, I, I like the dynamic here as an update of Steve and G, like how where they're at, because it is, like I've said before, kind of like a microcosm of where the Yankee fans are at. The claws are flowing for them. The Honestly, say, it's been like every Saturday went. night, like clockwork, they call us. That was a little bit into Sunday morning. But, like, he's right. He's right. We're he's running out been of time.
3: Spin, though. I will say, he, <laughs> if there's one person that I know is going to – Somehow find a silver lining in this just horseshit season. It's Steven G.
0: And I wanted to clarify to the people listening and you, I don't know if you know this as well. It's Steve and G, not Steven G. I think Damon thought it. I I know you knew, but Damon thinks it's one person. I think he says it's Stephen G. Like his last name starts with the G two people, one called in this time, but I do like the positive spin.
3: The first time they called, G was the he was kind of the hype man. Steve was, you know, getting into it, letting us know all the facts. Then G was just in the background. Yeah, yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> yep. <It's> like,
0: <laughs> okay. It's like a amigo song. <laughs> no, but I do like the positive spin. I don't know how I can be positive. I don't think we're okay by any stretch of the imagination. But I do appreciate the call nine one four four six nine two one six eight. Again, uh, next time you call minute would be would be ideal, boys. But, uh, yeah, let's go to the next call. I'm fucking lucky I have enough golf
2: to play this weekend and parties to keep me drunk to fucking not lose my mind about these Yankees. But, God damn, we're so bad. We're so fucking bad. And now we have a $300 million pitcher that is locked up for, what, fucking eight years? And he can't pitch without some fucking glue on his hands. So we'll just keep watching them give a fucking four runs minimum and pay them a shit ton of money while we watch the fucking Red Sox just like their asses on our face. It's just hard to watch. Fuck. Bases loaded. DJ comes up, just stares at it, goes down the middle. Oh, oh. Take the bat up. Fuck you. God damn. You're playing better, but fucking one your player plays better, the whole fucking wrestling team starts sucking. We hit. We can't pitch. We pitch. We can't
0: hit. Fucking hard to watch. Well, you're right, and <laughs> he's right about the. I'm lucky I had enough golf and partying in, in in the weekend to keep him sane. Same with me. I'm lucky that I was on vacation this week because I had fun not watching this team. I caught the team, watched him a little bit, but I kind of like loosely watched because I don't. I had better things to do. In my life, than watch this team suck fucking cock. So yeah,
3: against the fucking Red Sox at that, like
0: I don't want to. I don't want s- to see texts from my friends who are from Boston. I get the text in the morning after the sweep and after every game. To be honest, it's like must be pretty tough to get out of the get out of the bed this morning. And I sent the picture, and it was me in bed. I didn't get out yet because it was ten o'clock, and I didn't want to do the thing that I call life. It just sucks, and it's definitely hard to watch. Appreciate the call. I agree with you. But it's just, I, I don't know. Uh, They're what?
3: just terrible on every side. God, he made me laugh. The uh, the Our $300 million pitcher can't fucking throw a ball without with glue, glue, on, his glue hands.
0: on his hands.
3: I mean, fuck, it looks like it. My God. I know this guy's not falling on Garrett Cole, but figure it out, man. That's This is the new norm. You're getting paid a shitload of money. Put fucking
2: Brandon, $5 million just want to figure say, out how to pitch is anybody fucking worried about glaber torres i mean this guy went from hitting the living shit out of the ball to he can barely fucking make contact now i, I don't i don't fucking understand boy I need your fucking thoughts
0: we uh, talked about it,
2: it work, boys. The pod.
0: oh thank you <laughs> thank you brandon from new york we talked about that before glaber torres is Playing pretty bad. Just wanted to give Brandon a little shout out. We get his little two cents out there. We did talk about it. Any more closing comments on Glaber Torres?
3: I don't know what else to say. Uh, I mean, he just needs to figure something out soon. I, I mean, oh, well, I do have a question for you. Do you think there's any possibility that after the deadline, if we're hanging around that, he's no longer the shortstop of the New York Yankees going forward? You're
0: serious? saying trade for Trevor Story?
3: Uh, not necessarily story. Just I'm just saying: is there, is there a world where Glaber Torres is not our shortstop for a play for a maybe playoff push this year?
0: Meaning he's not on the team, or he's not playing shortstop.
3: I mean, if he's not playing shortstop, where is he going to play? Second like base. Where, where's DJ going to play? We can play this game however you want the, I mean, you're going to move DJ to third, fine. Then geo sits and move him to first and yeah. Luke sits. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I feel like he's either you're starting shortstop or he's not another team. Do you think there's any scenario where he gets traded for one of the premier guys that's out there to be traded? I mean, the other two are Seeger and Correa who are both on great teams, but
0: I, I think know. out of any point ever, like whenever they talk about trades and they say Gleyber Torres is going to got to be in it to be make it even to make us even think about it and then we always are just like shut it down no fucking way you touch Gleyber Torres I still am 90% feeling that way but if there's out of any point ever in my Yankee fan existence with Gleyber Torres in my life right now he's the most touchable to me obviously coming off of this I still don't want to trade him but if it's in a package for Trevor Story I am not going to say no. I'm not going to say no.
3: I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think that's realistic, really, but I just want to see your thoughts on it. I would be sad to see him go cuz he was, you know, he is one of my favorite Yankees, but holy hell, man.
0: I I don't think he'll be traded. I don't want him to be traded. He is my he is and still will be my favorite Yankee. That's why it sucks to see him play this fucking bad. And I really want him to turn it around for a number of reasons. I'm invested in his rookie cards, which have tanked. <laughs> They've not been doing very fucking well you at say. all. I got his jersey signed in the living room over here. It's just it's not not a good time for Luke right now, not a good time for Glaber. I don't know, man. I, I think you said it best, too. What did you say about his, his situation in Denver?
3: Oh, I was just saying that uh, if he keeps playing like this, so he's going to find himself in Denver this or in Colorado this summer and not for the All Star game. Somebody made a pretty funny meme of that under uh, under that tweet. Made me laugh.
0: It's true. Let's get to the next call. I was trading and
2: Frazier, either to Cal one or Sterling
0: appreciate the call. It sounds like you were underwater, but I think yeah. the general gist of what you said was to trade Clint Frazier for Gatel Marte or anything like that. I don't give a fuck at this point. Get Send Clint away. Clint has bothered me so fucking much. He looks lifeless. I was about to edit a video. I'm still probably going to edit a video. It'll probably be out by the time you guys are listening to this podcast because I'm going to make a video of just a minute straight. Damon had the idea of just Clint tracking balls and getting underneath balls and just give you the, like two minutes long of anxiety. Because that's how fucking bad he is in the field. He's literally the worst fielder in baseball this year. From our little stat talk segment I did last episode. Not doing stat talk this episode. Didn't have enough time. Don't really care enough to do one because we're Plus just we gonna don't
3: be have the, uh, the two cavemen here for it. So yeah.
0: So it's just Clint's been the fucking worst player on this team. He comes in for the pinch hit today, strikes out. What do you fucking know? He's been awful. He's been terrible. He, I don't I don't have confidence that he's going to turn it around. He just looks like like this is not the Clint that we were advertised to get. I think if you're going to talk about losing a trade, that one we lost. I think we lost prime Andrew Miller for uh, maybe having Andrew Miller during those games. Maybe we do a little bit better. I don't know. I'd rather have Andrew Miller for those years at this point than Clint Frazier going forward because Clint Frazier ain't doing shit. It doesn't look like he'll ever turn it around on defense. We had a small glimmer of hope that he would. At a certain point, he ain't doing that anymore. He's literally the worst in all of baseball by a large margin in terms of UZR and other stuff. And just when you look at him fucking play, the eye test is bad. He's not good offensively, apparently.
3: take him. That's what I, like. The only thing I have with that voicemail is, who the fuck wants him? Like, his trade value is about the equivalent of mine. Like, at least I can catch a fly ball. I was fucking nasty in VP <laughs> fly balls. Like, my God, like,
0: uh, like when you uh, talk about trade packages, you talk about we've, we've now mentioned Claver Torres being a little bit like the, the window is open for him to be dealt if it's for the right package, like I said, for Trevor story or something like that. Otherwise, I still I have not given up on him. I have completely given up on Clint Frazier, which is a big deal because this is a Clint Fraser podcast. We love Clint Fraser, and I really hope that he turns it around. I don't, even, I don't think it'll be for this team if he does turn it around. We talk about timelines and people turning it around and how Glaber Torres can do it, but he won't do it relatively soon. Clint Frazier's timeline to turn it around in my brain is a long fucking time, and I don't think we'll ever see Clint Frazier turn it around in pinstripes. I think it's for another team if he does, and if he does it, fucking fantastic, good for you, but I don't think it'll be on this team and I don't think I have the patience, nor do I think the Yankees have the patience to even fucking throw him out there anymore. Because they're throwing Gardner out there instead now. He can't play outfield. We have so many players on this team that just don't field. Miguel Andujar, not an outfielder. Clint Frazier, not an outfielder. Brick Gardner, bald. Just people that, people that can't play their position are playing positions for the New York Yankees. Labor Torres can't play shortstop. Like, how many people do we have that just can't play the field their position? Gary Sanchez can't catch. All these people, it's ridiculous. How do it's you put a team together shit. that it's doesn't, even... they can't oh. field, they can't run. We have the literally the slowest team on the planet. Forget about that. Like, double plays, we're leading the league in double plays. The margin's getting way bigger. And it's obvious because we're a bad fucking team. We're slow. It's just bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. The sky is falling.
3: It's, it has fallen. Like, I mean, we, it's the fundamental shit. It's all the, It's all of that. It's, I mean, Gio got thrown out at home by 40 feet as the tying run the other day against the Red Sox. And I know that's on Phil Nevin, but holy shit, guys. Do something right. Like, fundamental baseball. If they could do fundamental baseball right, then I would at least argue that they deserve to be a 500 team right now. But holy shit, man. That's what makes this team so brutal to watch. And people are always talking about, you know, oh, Yankees fans are so fucking spoiled. They're three games over 500 and bitching. Yeah, we're bitching because it doesn't matter who your team is or what not whatever. the This brand of baseball is fucking horrid. This brand of baseball is Little League level. It's fucking, like, they can't do simple shit right.
0: Yeah. <sighs> I mean, Sad. the season was on the line tonight, and that's the show we put out. Right. The
3: the same as the other seventy seven games we played this year.
0: I mean we 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 could be recording next. The way this team has been this year, we could literally be recording on Thursday for Friday's episode, and we could take the next three against the dot the the Angels, and we could win against Otani, which would be a good you know like that would feel great as fans. We'd feel great for that, and then we go into a weekend series against the Mets who are playing good baseball. It would be DeGrom, Cole. That could be fun. We could go into that series and come out of the weekend and be in a in the spot that we were last Tuesday when we were recording. We're like, oh, we're back because that's how on and off this team is, and they just fucking can just show up and show out one day. Not even show out, but they can piece together some wins, and then they can just turn it off and look absolutely lifeless. For another fucking week span. So we could be right back in it, I guess, to a degree in terms of the wild card race by this time next week. I, I didn't see it last time. And then it happened and we were like, oh, we're back. Why was everybody worried? Some big games coming up against some pretty decent teams. I don't know, man, it's. Jason Dominguez is starting his professional career soon, so that's fun. That's some good news, but uh, other than all that, I'm not really excited to keep watching this team. I'm going to keep doing it because I'm a Yankee fan, but it ain't fun, man. It ain't fun.